It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. We now join uh, the Benton Franklin uh, Board of Health uh, going over uh, the plans that uh, were announced uh, earlier by the governor. Let's uh, listen in to well, see them uh, make that the move. Okay, well, we do have a quorum. So uh, with that, Jason, please. Yes, thank you, uh, Commissioner Cook, and uh, welcome other commissioners. Appreciate you taking a few minutes of your busy day out to be with us this afternoon. I think as uh, pretty much everyone knows, uh, the health district has been working with the Department of Health now for at least three weeks uh, since we've submitted our county applications. And we have uh, basically come to an agreement with the Department of Health uh, via the Roadmap to Recovery uh, document that went out and uh, that basically is pretty much unchanged as you will see other than uh, Yakima has been removed from the plan. Uh, the Department of Health did that for convenience purposes initially, uh, particularly since Yakima was on our calls uh, to help work through the logistics of the activities that uh, we plan on doing here to uh, enable us to potentially go to this modified phase one. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time going over it. Uh, the one thing we did uh, update was uh, the, the concept of law enforcement uh, encouraging masking. Uh, there's nothing about enforcement in there, so that's been removed. Uh, based off of our discussion with the governor, and the uh, Department of Health, uh, recently we also agreed to do observational surveys weekly rather than every two weeks so as to provide us, our community, you as commissioners, the other local electeds, and the Department of Health and the governor, the most updated uh, observational survey uh, numbers available for masking. So that was agreed upon as well. Um, so with that, nothing else has changed, and really what we need at this point uh, is any questions that need to be done, and then we need a motion to approve, uh, as a Board of Health, uh, the roadmap to recovery is presented. Commissioner Beaver here. I make a motion that we approve the roadmap to recovery uh, as presented uh, today. Second. Just a second. Did we lose Bob? Bob, are you still on the line? Okay, finally went through again. So, any further discussion? I, I have some discussion items here, but there's been a motion and a second, Bob. Yes. Discussion on the motion. Okay, I got you. Uh, you were off the there for a little bit. Okay. Uh, first of all, Jason, you said that the, the law enforcement, there's not going to be no law enforcement enforcing masks? 
That's correct, Commissioner Didier. There is nothing in this document uh, requiring law enforcement to actually enforce. My question then is, are we going to have labor and industries enforcing? Or are we going to have the Department of Health enforcing? The Department of Health will likely not enforce. However, LNI could be a possibility. Okay. It says in here in the community masking that it needs 15000 a month for a paid advertising campaign through radio, TV, and newspaper. This is Ben Franklin uh, Health is going to get, you want 15000 a month for that. And then it's, uh, you, you build capacity locally to do case contact investigation. Goal is full-time equivalents per 100,000 people and needs 45. Now, is this, we've this was in the prior agreement this is an additional two right no this uh actually commissioner didier there's been a variety of different versions of this document created so i'm not sure exactly which version you're referring to uh, but it should be uh, noted that anything in here in terms of a resource request is coming from the state department of health so there'll be no requests going to the counties uh, for for these items that are listed here. Even the million for incentives, the new five case managers, two health service workers for support, and one million for incentives, that's going to come from the state also? That's what we've been told, yes. Yeah, Jason, did, um, they just committed to me on Friday night when I talked to Secretary Weissman and uh, Dr. Lofi that they were going to send us $2.3 million as soon as they get it out the door. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. Obviously, that will cover a lot of these uh, resource needs. Okay, we have a motion on a second on the floor. Any further discussion on the motion? Uh, I have one. I'm sorry, we had two people trying to talk. Yes, this is Sean Small. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, in, in, in regards, I guess at the end of the day, you know, the biggest thing is, is that I'm happy we're going this direction uh, in regards to the biggest thing and the biggest reason is so therefore we can start opening some doors for all the hardworking men and the women to not lose their businesses that have not lost their businesses yet. And I think if people have to wear masks, to be very blunt, um, it's a small task and inconvenience to do to be able to actually save so many other people, businesses among just sickness, that type of stuff. The big thing is we have to do this to open up. So if we got to do it, we're going to do it. And please, I hope everyone helps us out. Thank you. So I have some other. I have some other questions here um, under the uh, infection prevention and outbreak response in general businesses, uh, regular convey the, or communicate with agricultural industry to ensure businesses are following the state department of health and L and I guide guidance. Uh, I see a lot in here on agriculture. Uh, I think that the agriculture has already been well apt on this situation. In fact, the Easter days have tested their own people. And uh, I don't know where the, 
The health department got their numbers, but they're not right. Cody said that they are not right, that you guys are using inaccurate numbers on the Easter days deal. But uh, down at the, at the very bottom, you got A through G. I see nothing in here for uh, hair salons. Are they going to be able to open up? I think that I think that falls under uh, professional services. Yeah, that's, that's correct, perfect. Jerome. That that is correct, Commissioner. That uh, is under item E, personal services at twenty five percent indoor capacity. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm just finding it very odd that we are demanding people. We we have come to this stage in the game where. We are demanding people to wear a mask. And what happens if somebody doesn't have their mask on properly? I see people walking around with a mask around their mouth, but their nose is exposed. Uh, I don't know how that's going to do us any good. And plus, uh, you know, I've been accused by the paper and other things, but actually I have a uh, doctor's excuse for not wearing a mask. Uh, I can't. That's why I didn't wear a face covering in the NFL. I have to have oxygen. And I'm not going to be breathing oxygen when I have a mask on. And this is where we've come to in this stage of the game that we've got a governor that's laying his heavy hand down on us. And we are going to have to comply by wearing masks when some people are not apt or cannot wear a mask and function properly. This is this is yeah, against our, first, our, our amendment, our, our Bill of Rights, our individual liberty. And this is you know, not the first pandemic to hit the damn United States. We have had many over the years and the centuries. This is the first time we've had Fauci and that masks don't do any good. Yeah, well, I'll just throw this thing out. It's almost like seatbelts as well. Some people can't wear seatbelts. They got a little doctor's note. But, uh, however, I've never actually unbuckled a dead person. So, Anyway, it is what it is. Um, if they want to comply, that's great. If not, then I guess they can face the, the consequences and and not uh, be able to assist other people besides themselves. So I'm ready to make a motion. Um, or as far as with actually, the, yeah, go. the motion's been made, Sean. There's a motion. Made. Yeah, this, is a, this is a discussion. So we've already been hurry, hearing about this uh, H1N1 coming on. So what's next? Now it's mass. What's next if this thing hits our land? And we've already had it once. Yeah. I'm just trying to reason through this, guys. I mean, this is the first time in U.S. history, and we've got only blue state Democrat governors that are wanting to put down this, this mandatory face mask rule. Further discussion? Not hearing any, I'll ask for a motion. I'll, I'll ask for a a vote on the motion. Aye. 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 John Spall, aye. Nay. What's that? Commissioner Didier with a nay, did I understand? Yes, sir. All right, so noted. It's uh, four to one. Uh, motion passes. Um, do we have anything else today? Uh, Commissioner Cook, this is Jason Zakaria. The other uh, piece we would like this afternoon to ask of the board is a motion to approve us 
from going from phase one to a modified phase one or phase 1.5 as that is sometimes called. So if we could have a motion for that, that would be very helpful. I would entertain a motion for that, please. Uh, I move that we go from phase one to phase 1.51 as we have discussed. Second. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, one phase 1.5, is that correct? Yes, Commissioner Commissioner Jim Beaver. Okay, and I heard Jerome second. Yes. Okay, discussion. I'll make this real quick. You know, no offense. I'm just kind of questioning that why we have to actually make the motion go one one point five when actually Governor, as far as Governor has ultimate say on that. But if that's what we want to do or that we need to do, I'm all game. Throwing that out there. Yeah. So, now, Bob, Brad Peck, just a quick question. Oh, uh, yes, Brad. Thanks for coming on. You might have noticed had a little technical difficulty with the computer today. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I wasn't able to catch all the verbiage in the motion. Could you just uh, repeat that for me? I think I know what it is, but I want to be sure. Well, the second motion is just to uh, make a motion to ask the health district to move us to a 1.5 phase one five and and we already have uh, uh, approval or, or concurrence from them yes okay. further discussion i can uh I can favor moving from a one to a one point five absolutely open up businesses. But I cannot cannot support all of these stipulations that we we previously voted on. So I will be voting to move into one point five, but I'm voting that way without all the stipulations yeah. of the understood force force movement. Understood. So all so, Commissioner Kirk. Yes. Before you where you move for a vote, that's new information there that I didn't have. Um, the motion is with the uh, roadmap stipulations, right? Correct. So there is not an option to vote for the motion without the roadmap stipulations. You either vote for it as moved or you vote against it. A yes vote. Well, Commissioner Pack. You joined I'm us. Sorry, late. I have they've, the floor. We, they've already voted on it. There's been two motions voted on. Or one motion voted on with a uh, four to one vote, four positive, one descending. That was finished and done. The second came on voting to. Uh, asked to go to 1.5. Okay. That's so, the motion and a second. We're in discussion. Okay. And under discussion for the movement to 1.5, it would be helpful if you would uh, clarify for me what that 4 1 vote was. That was to 1.5 with the roadmap, correct? Affirmative. Okay. Brad, that was to adopt the, the roadmap to recovery document. Uh, that was the, that was the first vote, and now 
we're, we're adopting the re motion to move from one to 1.5. The Board of Health recommends that. Okay, so we've already adopted the roadmap and now the vote is to move to 1.5 and the roadmap is included regardless. If you vote yes for the 1.5, it includes the roadmap, correct? Yeah, you can say that, yeah. That, that will, excuse me, that was the motion before was to adopt that roadmap. Okay, just, just trying to get clarity here because uh, the adoption of the 1.5 um uh, without the roadmap doesn't appear to be a, a viable path any uh anyone want to respond to that well i guess you could i guess you could make a new motion uh, or amend the emotion of commissioner beaver that moving from one to 1.5 adopts the roadmap to recovery sure sure we can do that uh jim beaver on the line i would like to uh, amend my motion to clarify uh, the motion is to move from one to 1.5, which will include the roadmap recovery. I uh, I muted my dog. Sorry. Second. Right. Any discussion on this last motion? So, Mr. Chairman, I understand we'll now be voting voting on the uh, amendment to the motion first. Correct. Correct. Thank you. All in favor. Aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Nay. Okay. So we got five to one on the motion. That that was for the amendment, um, Bob. So now we vote on the original motion. Yes. Okay. So we do still have the original motion on the table. So all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Nay. Five to one on that passes. So um, that, uh, Jason, do we have anything else? No, sir, I think we're done here, at least from the health district's perspective. Thank you. Well, Mr. Okay. Chairman? Yes. If I may, um, um, we, we talked about um, both counties. Uh, Benton County has a website that you can submit your business, business plan because that's required under the governor's orders for the fa different phases. You can submit that to Benton County. We have a, go to our website, there's a link there. You can do electronically. Or this afternoon, we'll have a, a, a box near the health district painted yellow, my understanding, that says COVID-19, that you can drop your business plans in there. Um, uh, and then the county will will. You've been listening uh, to uh, live coverage, a uh, unique uh, thing here on uh, the bottom line, actually listening in on the uh, Board of Health, uh, the Benton Franklin Health District's Board of Health meeting. Uh, as you heard, uh, the the uh, two different motions, one to adopt the pass forward plan, the other to actually uh, modify the original application. Remember, both Benton and Franklin County applied for phase two. That second motion that did pass is allowing us to move into phase 1.5.
Franklin County Commissioner Clint Didier the lone dissenting vote on both of those. We'll take a time out. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Swing by CBD American Shaman over this 4th of July weekend. And it has been COVID crazy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A lot of people stressed out, wondering, are we going to 1.5? When are we going to 1.5? Well, we might be going to 1.5. We'll find out sooner than later. But if it's been creating some issues for you, particularly if you're having trouble getting to sleep at night, stop by CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick and ask them about CB Night. It's CBN. It's all natural. It doesn't have any hangover, groggy, drowsy effects like a lot of over-the-counters do. All natural. Could really help you finally end those sleepless, restless nights. For more information on CB Night, stop by CBD American Shaman on Clearwater in Kennewick across from the Grain Elevator and find out how it could help you. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. So, uh, so so let's break this down a little bit, Ed. Yeah, uh, a lot to digest in the last hour and a half. Yes, a lot to digest in the, in the last hour and a half. Um, coming up in less than a half an hour, the commissions in each county. The Board of Commissioners, The yes. Board of Commissioners in each county will meet and vote on these plans moving forward. Yes. Okay. So... The first piece was the health district board because they it kind of run starts from there. Yeah, because that board was the actual board that submitted the variance application to the state. It is made up of the six commissioners, three from each county, but it was technically the health district board that applied for the variance application right. to phase two, remember. That was the that was the application is you gotta move we wanna move from one to two. Okay? And then it was put on hold, and then all the song and dance, right? Right. So now the next move is the vote by the county commissioners, the boards, to approve in each county what they approved just a few minutes ago that you heard here on the bottom line with the meeting with Ben Franklin Board of Directors. Which may have been a first in uh, Tri Cities Radio. I, I by think the way. it is. Yeah, I think it's first. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that the board of the health uh, board of health uh, meeting uh, carried live on the radio. But anyway, so after that, we surmise that this vote is happening at five o'clock today, so that they could get the approved plans from each county and the health district into the hands of the State Department of Health by the end of, by today. Yes. With hopefully an answer maybe as early tomorrow, as early as tomorrow, but more than likely on Monday after the holiday weekend to coincide with the amendments being made to the Safe Start Proclamation by the governor, which is being extended another week. I will say this. Both the governor earlier at, in, in the 3 p.m. hour, we carried that news conference live. 
both the governor and the health director, Dr. John Wiesman, uh, both indicated that the state is going to allow Benton, Franklin, and Yakima County to move into 1.5 pending the approval of all the stuff that the other stuff that we've been sharing with you, you know, with the with the Board of Health and the county commissioners at five o'clock. And to that end, um, just saw a tweet from the Yakima Health District. Don't want to forget our friends out in Yakima yes. County. A Yakima Health District has just tweeted that they, too, at five o'clock will have a Yakima County Board of Commissioners meeting. So hopefully sometime shortly after five o'clock, all three counties will sign off on this uh, this pass forward plan uh, and all three will be able to move into one point five. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hi, this is Rod from Richland. Hi, Rod. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, one of my favorite movies is The Godfather, and I remember the expression, I will offer them a deal they can't refuse. And I think that, as far as I'm concerned, what I heard on the radio was basically uh, take it or leave it. And accepting it's just a formality because we don't have a choice. So I I don't see any any option, you know. He he's he offered what he did. He said, this is the way it is, and and we'll give you some democratic process to approve it or deny it, refuse it or accept it. So uh, it's almost like a deal with a you know, gun to your head saying, you know, cooperate or else. And I just, uh, you know, I'm appalled by it. Um, I know everybody's excited about 1.5, but I hope, remember, I hope everyone remembers what, uh, what it took to make the deal. And yeah, thank, I, I, that last part is absolutely true. Rod, thank you for the call. There's one thing, Rod, that stood out to me that Dr. John Wiesman said during the press conference, and I'm I'm going to guess this was impressed upon him and the governor when they were in town, that because we are so close to Oregon and we are only three hours away from Idaho, that there are people in this area that are leaving and going to other places. They're going to Idaho. They're going to Oregon to take advantage of the services that are available there that are not available here. And when Dr. Wiesman mentioned that economic impact that other areas are taking advantage of, that we are losing out on because of where we are phase-wise, they understood the importance of saying, okay, you're not where you're supposed to be, but we are going to make an exception for you guys because people are just going to continue to leave if we don't allow these things to open up. So we can keep them in the Tri-Cities and try and keep the spread confined, or we can continue to keep you where you are, have people go to Oregon and Idaho, possibly come back with coronavirus, and spread it here as new cases coming from outside instead of keeping the community somewhat insulated. Uh, before we go to the next call, one more thing I, I think it's important, and, and Rod, I'm not trying to bash on you at all. I just want to make sure that everybody is clear about this. Um, although I appreciate your reference to The Godfather, this actually was an idea in in some part that the leadership in the Tri-Cities gave to the governor. Think about it. Brad Peck was on yesterday. Franklin County Commissioner said that he offered— 
of this is what he offered the governor. He says, what if you move us to two, or phase two, give us two weeks, we'll show you what we can do. And at the end of two weeks, if we're not where you want us to be, back to phase one, we go. If you like what we've done, we get to stay in phase two. Okay. What are we getting? What are we getting? We're getting a move to phase point or 1.5 phase with approval. The entire state doesn't get to move on for two weeks, and that would include us. So we will get put in 1.5. We too are going to have a two week window where all variance moves are paused. And that at the end of this two-week pause for the entire state, including us, what if we've done an incredible job, which I hope we do? Maybe we get to move to phase two. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? You know, this is Art from uh, Kennewick. Uh, You know, at one and a half, uh, maybe I might be able to get a haircut, which is an improvement. But, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is... I think they've been throwing us a bone. Now, I know we need to move ahead, but I think so much damage has been done uh, to this point. And then, you know, you go to places like Costco and Walmart and so forth, and, you know, people aren't uh, distancing down there, crying out loud. Uh, There's so many people in that store. And, you know, if they'd open up some of these smaller businesses, Maybe the overflow would go to the smaller businesses, and they definitely uh, uh, can control things. Now the the businesses, uh, too many of them, it's too late almost, they're ruined. And I think really what it is, it is control. And uh, uh, the governor is a leftist, and if we go to something else, you know, it might not even be a health case here it could be something else down the road and something else is going to come up you know like he does with the mass and so forth and i'm all for the mass but there's stuff out there that says they this the mass may not be the answer anyway i'm just hoping we can move on and that businesses can come through uh okay that haven't totally been ruined, but we have just ruined too much stuff out there. Thank you. Thank you, Art. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Art. And here's the thing. Costco has had a mask order in place for two months now. Yes. They started at the beginning of May. You have to wear a mask to go into Costco. That's been there for two months. Nobody else followed suit. Now you are seeing other businesses where I went and picked up lunch today. No mask, no service. They had it right on the door. So there are other businesses that are following suit from Costco. Now all businesses are going to have to do it. And here's the thing. If we see a downtick, how do you argue? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Dale from Othello. I've got a question for you guys. I haven't heard anybody explain it as far as the advantage of wearing a face mask. Like, what percentage does it help? Like, I mean, you know, if you wear a seatbelt, and you're in a rollover wreck, you have a 500% chance better of surviving the wreck than if you don't have a seatbelt. So have you heard anything as far as the face mask, as far as what percentage it helps? And I'll take the answer off there. Appreciate the call. I, You know, I don't know that there is anything. I mean, keep in mind, this, this came about, this came to the United States in January. 
And I don't want I, I hate to keep going back on that. It's not a crutch. It's not an excuse. It's the facts that I don't know that I would even trust any percentages uh, of with anything. <laughs> you know, we're still gathering data on things, but they the you know, the CDC and all the, you know, the state health departments and all the local health departments um, all say that if you are covering your nose and mouth with a mask, then you are less likely to infect anybody else. And that stands to reason when you have your nose and mouth covered. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Joel from Kennewick. Hi, Joel. What's going on? So two things. Uh, one, I hear you guys talking about this as moving to 1.5. But to me, when I was listening, it sounded more like a modified phase one because it's not a full 1.5. Isn't that correct? No. No, it's a full 1.5. Yeah. In, in the, and they actually discussed that a little bit in the health district board meeting uh, where that question was brought up and the hair salons, nail salons, pet groomers are considered under professional services. So everything that we laid out um, that is included in 1.5. It's not a modified 1.5. We are we would move into 1.5. The only difference between what we would move into and what some of the other places are at right now is what the retail capacity would be in uh, those retails that have been considered non-essential. It would be 15% instead of 50%, but everything else is the same. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Jay from Kelly. What's on your mind? Um, contradictory information. I don't mind wearing a mask. I have a lot of respect for everybody that's going on. Um, but, you know, this morning I read an article from the New England Journal of Medicine by a doctor who has more letters than most people have letters in their name. Uh, and I'm assuming there are certifications. Anyway, uh, supposedly there were 600 other doctors that signed on to this article. He, at the end of the article, he basically said to sum it all up, the, the, the deal with masks, masks, these claims, does absolutely nothing for anybody outside of a hospital situation. So we have people coming out saying stuff like that, and then you have our local people saying, absolutely, have to wear a mask, have to wear a mask, it's the only way we're going to stop anything. Um, it's almost like everything else that's going on right now in our society. Um, where do you land? Who do you listen to? Who do you believe? Uh, yeah, that's that's just where I'm getting at. It's all this contradictory information. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate the call, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, that, that's a great point. Here's what I'll say to this, because this is coming from somebody who I always like searching for answers. Uh, truths, hopefully. Uh, and yeah, it means coming up against things that I'm not sure are true or not. Here's the thing. And again, I'll say we probably won't know definitively about a lot of this stuff until next year after we've had an entire year of this under our belt. Hopefully we won't be obviously in a pandemic situation. But my point is next spring, for sake of argument, or the start of next year, we will have a much better idea how this virus spreads, how it attacks the immune system, who is most uh, 
affected? Who is most vulnerable? Do masks work or have a better understanding if masks work? This contradictory information is is good to a point, but here's what I go down to, okay? And I fought wearing a mask in the beginning. Ditto. Yeah. And I, I, you know, if still given my, you know, my own devices, I won't wear one if I don't have to. Now we all have to. And I've had to for a while in the workplace and some other places that I go. The thing about wearing a mask is this. And if you want to think of it in this way, great. If you don't, that's up to you. Whether you like the rules in the state of Washington or not, the rules are you wear a mask in the hopes of driving down the case counts, keeping the spread contained, and we get to move on to the next phase. It's a game. We all get it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a horrible game. But we, if we want what we want, which is a return to somewhat normal life, Yes, open business. Yes, recreational things. This, you know, going back to church, all, you know, whatever it is, we've got to play the game. And so I think that that's what you're starting to see is more people getting behind the masks because it's an uh, it's an, a means to an end. And one other thing to keep in mind, you've heard the term face coverings mentioned a lot as well. That includes a mask. It includes a face shield. It includes anything that will stop projectile from moving forward. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Final few minutes here on your Thursday afternoon. Going right back to the phones. You're up on the program. Thanks for your patience. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Mary from Kennewick. My, my thoughts are, think about World War II and what all the people had to do and sacrifice for World War II. So we're kind of sacrificing in the big scheme of things like they did in World War II. And so if wearing a face mask is what we got to do, then wearing a face mask is what we got to do. It's doing our part to help the U.S. Thanks for your call, Mary. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, as we reflect on that... Um, we will be celebrating our nation's birthday in two days, July 4th. Um, and it reminds us that freedom is not completely free. Um, there is sacrifice that is involved. And there, as we have said a number of times on this program, there is risks. There are risks associated with living in a free society. Um, but... There is no better place in the world to live. There is no better country in the world to live in than the United States of America. That we have the ability to disagree on something as simple as wearing a mask is something you don't necessarily have the ability to do in other parts of the world. So embrace our differences of opinion, civilly. Celebrate the fact that we do have diverse thought and that we can hopefully have discussions like the ones we have had on this program regarding uh, some of the things that have gone on and entertained a number of different opinions regarding 
a lot of these situations. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because the Freedom Foundation has filed a lawsuit against this. Um, and it will be interesting to see because it will once again put to the test Jacobson versus Massachusetts that has not been overturned since 1905. And it deals with the state's authority and ability to dictate public health in emergency situations. And so we will see if Jacobson versus Massachusetts is against cited and used as a defense against a challenge such as this. Um, it will be one that we will watch. So, you know, it, it, in, in times like this, and the interesting thing, I was reading something from the American Constitutional Law Society where they actually dealt with that specifically, the face masks in the Constitution. And they talked about how even though, excuse me, in the 50s and 60s, when the U.S. Supreme Court was coming down on the side of civil liberties in a number of cases, they still never rebuked Jacobson versus Massachusetts when it came to states' ability in public health. And it'll be interesting to see if the argument that the Freedom Foundation is putting forward that it is a speech issue with a mask, if that has any weight, or if that changes any thought um, regarding the situation in Washington State, it will certainly be interesting to follow. But that'll do it for us. Everybody have a great, safe, enjoyable Fourth of July holiday. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to shoot off fireworks... <laughs> If you have pets, you already know what to do with this weekend. If you don't have pets, well, those of us that do, we're, we're, we're not going to be big fans of these fireworks. That's all I can say. Have a great, safe weekend. Summit.